so much for joining us here on episode 11. If you listen to episode 10, I know things got a little heated. Yeah, it did. Got you a know, little... I feel kind of bad. Yeah. Well, you know, you should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. It got a little heated. Things got a little tough here at the Bargain Den, but I think, you know, we've we've really jumped back into the spirit of, of learning as a magical frontier and... <laughs> We want the spirit of learning is a magical frontier. That's, it's not magical, right? No, it's, it's lasting. Lasting, yeah. That's that's a statue uh, on the University of Oklahoma's campus. It's just the spirit of learning is a lasting frontier. So we made up a song and we sing it every time, and that's it. You just heard it a second ago. There's no more to it. Just, <laughs> just that. Go ahead. Oh yeah, the spirit of learning is a lasting frontier. That's it. That's the whole thing. We just sing that <laughs> in a couple different melodies and. Say that every time we pass it. But I think we've overcome the uh, turbulence, one would say, that we, we experienced last week, you know, and we're, we're in a much better place. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we're back on track here. We're going we're gonna to do what we, we do. You know, we've almost been married for a year now. We're coming up on a year. Coming up, yeah. We're going to finally eat that cake. We're going to finally... <laughs> that cake. We told we said we weren't gonna do it. We said we weren't gonna keep the cake for a year, but after a couple months it was like, well, might as well. Like might as well wake it at last a year. So See, I think the whole idea is that the anticipation builds. And I've been looking at it. It's every week we get groceries, I put them in the freezer and I think, mm, that cake looks pretty good though. Can't wait for a year. And That's I how they do it. I forget about it. Always. I've, I have actually not seen it since the wedding. I don't even see it in the freezer. I just <laughs> overlook it. But, but you know, coming up on a year, and, and speaking of the, the spirit of learning, what, what do you think some of the biggest lessons you've learned in getting married? What, what have you learned in your time of being married now? Well. For how long has it been? Eight months? Nine months? Nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've learned... oh boy I learned that um, I don't know it's weird okay we've been together so long Mm -hmm. that marriage has just been such a small sliver of our relationship so far yeah I've learned that you're the best travel buddy I mean I think I already knew that but Japan sealed the deal it's true it's true I learned and have been learning how to juggle so <laughs> that's been kind of my big literally juggle. Yeah, yeah, no, not not any kind of figurative juggle. Oh, I can't juggle anything mentally, but <laughs> <laughs> to physically juggle has been kind of a, a, a thing. Uh, I haven't actually picked it up again in months, so mm-hmm. I really was only like a week long thing. But well, I am uh, I'm in the midst of learning something. Yeah, and that is how to solve a Rubik's cube. So really, guys, when you get married, the big thing <laughs> is that you just learn how to do all those things that you said, someday, I'm going to learn how to do that. Once you get married, you start tackling those things because it's a abysmal spiral. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's been, aw. It's been, it's been okay. So, it's been all right. Been all right. Uh, six out of ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Marriage, the greatest thing I've ever experienced. Eight out of ten. <laughs> Donna has this thing when she reviews things. Oh, uh, goodness. Not podcasts. She's very awesome at reviewing podcasts. She gives wonderful, <laughs> wonderful reviews. And so if you wanted to see some examples of reviews you could leave for our show, that would be a place to look. Uh, if you could find her, I don't know if there's a good search engine to find her on, on and her reviews. <laughs> However, if you were to go to Yelp and find Donna's Yelp reviews, <sighs> she has a, a practice of leaving these really wonderful, awesome, nice reviews. And so we have an ongoing joke of like, best place I've ever experienced. Love the atmosphere. Love the food. Love the staff. Four out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just all the praise in the world, but just not quite <laughs> worth that fifth and final star I mean five is the best so there's only one five star is that kind of how you view life no it's just it's got a really there's nothing wrong with it if I give it a five well you know what you're the only five star in my heart aww <laughs> you're so sweet oh god <laughs> thank you everybody for tuning into the bargain and next week no uh <laughs> That was a joke as if we were ending the podcast there. That was it. It that was, was it. just a recap of our marriage. Yeah, that's pretty much. Nope. Here at the Bargain Bin, what we do is we reach into a, a bargain bin of movies or a bargain bag of movies. And we pull out a randomly selected movie. And I don't like saying that. Randomly selected. Because, yeah, yeah, I guess it's, it feels redundant. Anyway, pull out a movie and we watch it. And then we decide if it's actually a bargain movie. Is it frugal? Is it thrifty? Does it embody the morality of what it means to be a frugal bargain movie. That's what we look at here. Mm -hmm. So before we hop into things, we spoil movies, huh? It's deep detective work. Deep detective work, yeah. It is it is a monumental challenge. Detective Donna and Detective Brandon, Mm -hmm. we put our noses in it, we get our magnifying glasses up to our face. Sniff up all the bargains. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Oh boy, this one stinks of bargains. You you reek uh, but bargains. <laughs> oh, no. But we do spoil movies. So if when we say the title of this movie, you went, oh, I was going to watch that one. Maybe watch it, then listen to this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we do a lot of kind of weird movies. Because the ones that end up in the bargain bins are a little out there sometimes. Sometimes they're a little bit. Yeah. This week, we have a very special edition now, though, because... It was not pulled out by either of us. Yes, this week we were actually gifted a bargain movie. It still came out of a bargain bin at Walmart. Um, but our good friend Clancy brought us The Jerk. And while we're talking about Clancy and how awesome she is, Bernie Madoff. Oh, yes, yes. That's who I was trying to think of in like episode two or whenever. Um, the guy that made off, made off with all those old people's money. That was yeah. like a trillion years ago. So thank you, Clancy, for... Yeah, uh, I don't think that she... Not quite ready to be promoted to like a bargain heir yet. Um, that's reserved for the <laughs> reviewer's circle. But do you want to put like like a, like a chancellor kind of title, maybe? Yeah. That's a good pun. Cheap. 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 <laughs> cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. She's the chief. Chief, chief. Cheap. The cheap, chief. Cheap, chief. Chief Chief. Chief Chief. Chief of Chief. Chief Chief Executive of Cheap. The CEC. <laughs> okay, the CEC. Clancy is currently our CEC. 
the <laughs> chief is a chief executive of cheap that is a boy that is not <laughs> yeah. fun so we have quentin the chief executive of cheap yeah quentin is the current bargainer and we'll at the end of this episode we'll look into see if he has been dethroned we'll find out and clancy is currently the chief executive of cheap yeah okay the cec the cec well are we ready to get into it all right i am um i'm really excited to hear brandon describe <laughs> this one yeah, so with our double feature last week, we're switching up. I'm on odds now, and Donna's on evens. So the movie that was provided for us by Clancy is The Jerk with Steve Martin, 1978. 79? 79. I can check real quick. Dun, 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 IMDb corner. We're at the IMDb corner, yeah. Providing us all the facts. It's IMDb. Say? It should be at the top with the rest of the information. Yeah, 90, or 79. 79. Sorry. Okay, 79. Oh, gosh. Crack the fingers. Let's do it. The Jerk with Steve Martin. Okay, so The Jerk follows Steve Martin's character, who is Naven Johnson. And the movie starts with him talking to the camera, to the audience, about how he is homeless now and how he... He came from rags, went to riches, and then back to rags. So you kind of get a setup before everything starts about what his journey's going to look like. So then we flash back to uh, his upbringing, and he was was raised by an African-American community as an African-American uh, a family, and he uh, finds out that he's adopted, uh, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, he's, he's Steve Martin, so it was a little bit obvious. But uh, once he finds that out, he then realizes... Uh, after listening to a Sunday night gospel radio station, that boy, there's some there's some jams there that he can really actually start to to get the rhythm of, and also just a little bit of like heads up, uh, a little bit culturally insensitive. The whole movie, <laughs> like I'm gonna do what I can to skirt around describing anything that is not super appropriate. Um, it was a different time, and it wasn't like majorly offensive. It was just just a little insensitive. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. So I'm going to do what I can. Um, Once he finds out that there's a whole world out there that he can relate to a little bit more, he decides to leave home and hitchhike his way to a new life. He's going to go to St. Louis because that's where he heard that the radio station was from. So after hitchhiking about 10 feet, he hitchhikes a little bit further and (laughs) ends up going to a gas station where he gets a job. And he is... Naven's kind of a kind of aloof he doesn't he's just kind of socially inept that's the whole character that steve martin is, is portraying is he's always really excited about stuff he's never experienced anything apparently so <laughs> at the gas station he becomes a really hard worker and gets up to some shenanigans he gets his name in the phone book which he's super excited of he's like i made it i'm in the phone book because of that a sniper finds him and tries to kill him so then he runs off with the carnival, um, where he finds a daredevil-esque woman who introduces him to the world of sex, and boy, is he stoked on that. <laughs> um, there, he then finds, uh, what was her name? No. Back to the IMDb corner, who's gonna tell us all about that? IMDb. Marie. Marie. Finds Marie, uh, and kind of falls in love with Marie, and she's gonna be a cosmetologist, and uh, which he confuses for a uh, cos... An astronaut. Yeah, sure. (laughs) 
Like the cosmos. Yeah, like the cosmos. So after some turmoil between uh, Marie and the Daredevil woman, he ends up getting with uh, Marie, who can't stay with him because he doesn't have a special purpose. He's not a millionaire or anything like that. Um, so she leaves him uh, right as he was going to ask her to marry him. So then after like two weeks, because he, he's Navin. So after she leaves, he decides to travel to L.A., and once he's in L.A., he gets an apartment, and then the sniper returns, and so he's running away from the sniper, and, and then it turns out that the sniper is no longer looking to kill random people out of the phone book and <laughs> is a private investigator and gives him a letter to go to this hotel. Well, once he goes to the hotel, he runs into a customer uh, the, who summoned him, a customer from the gas station that he helped the customer who, who was having trouble keeping his glasses on. So Naven welded together this little nose bridge uh, to keep keep the glasses from falling off. Well, the customer ended up selling that and promised Naven 50-50. So it gives him a check for $250,000. And it's called the OptiGrab. OptiGrab. OptiGrab, yeah. So Naven goes and cashes that check, which he initially thinks is $250. And then his mind is blown that it's $250,000. So now Naven is very rich. So he tracks back down Marie and finds her uh, and marries her the day of. Uh, so they're together and now he's living in a big mansion and he's a millionaire, uh, a big money heir. <laughs> and that all is going very well for him until the country ends up suit, like basically filing a class action, loss, action lawsuit against Naven because the OptiGrab makes people go cross-eyed permanently. So he loses all of his money and ends up becoming this jerk, basically. How he's, he's all depressed and he's in the rags and he ends up leaving Marie. Uh, which is a very funny scene. <laughs> um, ends up leaving Marie and becomes homeless. And then it cuts back to him talking to the camera. And that is until his family shows back up. Uh, who he, this whole time, the whole movie, he's been writing to the family, his family back home in Mississippi, and sending them money. And when the family shows up, it turns out that his adoptive father has been investing that money, and now they have they've come into some money. And Marie has contacted them and helped them find Nathan. So then they all go back home to Mississippi and live happily ever after. Yeah, solid. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I feel like I cut that. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we know that Steve Martin. And his character, Naven, were, he was a millionaire, but was he a bargainer? Well, if Steve Martin ever leaves a review on the bargain den, then he will be. But <laughs> is the jerk worth the bargain? Is the jerk worth the bargain? Or was it just jerking us around? <laughs> so. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a... Uh, couple sides to this coin i think well then it's not a good coin if it's more than two-dimensional well it is a good coin because we have two sides we said a couple okay okay <laughs> so we've got naven on the one side who is not very frugal overall and then we've got his adoptive family on the other side who is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well Here's the thing about Naven. I don't think he, he was ever taught. I mean, I don't think he was ever, like, he didn't have any idea about money. But mm -hmm. but he did at the same time, because when he found out he had $250,000, his head rotated around in a circle. So he knew it was a lot of money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
He was a bit uh, extravagant with his expenditures of that money, and there were many scenes devoted to him and Marie trying to learn how to fit in with the rich crowd. Mm -hmm. But some of those scenes did include him learning how to make investments. He was trying to properly utilize his money, and when he found out that some of the people trying to teach him were racist, Mm -hmm. he fought them. Mm Mm-hmm. He beat him up. He beat him up. So, point towards frugality there, I think. Right. He did make some wise investments. He also uh, made some very lavish and unnecessary investments. I mean, three pools and a red billiards room. A room devoted to just being orange with white stripes. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think, though, I mean, he wanted all those things, though. That's true. And... I think that he made very, like, while they were very frivolous and mm-hmm. uh, exuberant, he did, he wanted them. He want, he made them in a kind of, not just to be spending money, but he had a lifestyle to keep up. Mm-hmm. And so he was learning how to do that. And I think that that shows another point towards frugality. I don't think it was, it didn't make him change his character too much. I mean, it did mm-hmm. because he became a jerk, but that was after... Some turmoil. Yeah. Well, and in the end, we see that, I mean, even Marie is, you know, I don't care about the money anymore. Because when they find out that he is going to lose all of his money in this lawsuit, she says, I don't care about the money. I just care about the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But then after they are to the point where they're actually writing checks out to all the people and Naven has become the jerk. She says, I don't even care about the stuff or the money. I just want us to be the way we were. Happy. Very true, very true. But that's a sign of not caring about money. And that's kind of our jam here. So if he had kept up with that money, made some better investments, he could have reallocated that money and stayed stayed wealthy. That is true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But going back to that mindset of not needing to spend money to get stuff, I think is what left them with his adoptive family at the end and where they were happy and frugal and rich. True, 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 true. Well, let's, let's uh, cut back from the end there and go back to the beginning. Uh, okay. Very hardworking man. He, he was constantly finding work, you know. Mm-hmm. His mother said that God loves a working man and mm-hmm. and so he was, putting, he was putting in the hours and getting some work and, and then also sending that money back to his family. So deduction a point, don't give away your money. But he was working hard. He got his first uh, place to live for free. Yes. That was pretty frugal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He did give a giant wad of cash to some thieves. Yeah, but... he did do that. And then also half of a church. Half of a church. What a goofy movie, <laughs> Donna. We watched such a goofy movie. <laughs> it was very strange. It, uh, it was very, very 1970s, 1980s comedy of quite... Some quirky, quacky, crazy stuff going on. Can I just talk about one of the weirder comedy points of the movie? Sure. That also has to do with frugality. Okay. So, Naven is writing his family. Mm-hmm. And he's writing to them about how, you know, he's rich now. He's learning about finances. And about how his butler's wife, the maid... <laughs> 
What did she... She overdrew... From their savings. From their savings. She drew out from her savings early, I think is what it was. Yeah, so she was going to be put to death. (laughs) And it shows this happening in his courtyard. Like, execution-style lineup. And the butler's looking out the window, and he's sad. About two seconds later, he says, Oh, I almost forgot, you know, your wife wanted me to give this to you. Um, I'm still not quite over the grief yet. (laughs) <laughs> and they make fun of that for about another five minutes of like, oh, Butler, if you're if you're quite over your grief, I'm so sorry, but could you do this for me? And like, oh, you can't be grieving forever. I'm fine. Yeah. Like, it's been five minutes. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was very strange and funny. Yeah, I loved it. So, you know, it also teaches you that. Don't, don't draw from your savings early. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, get over no. your grief. No. It's like, hang on. <laughs> Oh, goodness. The squeaking chairs are talking to me. What, what is it that they're trying to say? Get a better podcast set up. <laughs> hmm. Good point. Good point, chairs. So he did spend lavishly, but he specifically spent on the things he had always wanted. Because I think that's going to be our biggest point against frugality in this movie, is how when he came into riches, how he handled his money. Also. Oh. Hmm. My gosh. I was wondering which one of us would be the jerk in this podcast. And I guess that it is you, Donna. Okay, so also... (sighs) Oh my goodness. Sorry. I've lost my point now. What a jerk to do. (laughs) Oh yeah. Get insurance for your inventions. Protect yourself. Yeah, incorporate. That way, if you do get sued, it'll only be taken out of the incorporation. LLC it up, yeah. Or get E&O insurance. It always weirds me out whenever we start to give, like, <laughs> legitimate <laughs> advice when it comes to, to If to you're finance. going to make a product, you need to protect yourself against anything that might happen when people use that product. I start getting a small sense of mounting anxiety when we do start giving <laughs> advice, because not because I'm worried that people will take it and do something. Don't fucking listen to us ever. Like I don't know. We're, we're <laughs> nowhere near qualified. That's good advice in my opinion, but my opinion I'm 20 23. Yeah, I'm 23. Like Okay, as someone licensed in property and casualty insurance. <laughs> please get Arizona emissions insurance. Also, if you need it talk talk to your local uh licensed insurer (laughs) (laughs) but also don't listen to us because this is not don't our words are garbage this is not like good advice sure absolutely don't take it from us not what we're consult somebody about it somebody professional we need to get a disclaimer for the beginning of this show oh we need to get eno just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no i get more mounting anxiety and stress because as that level goes up, I feel the barometer of comedy go down. <laughs> and so I start to get nervous that we need to break out some comedy cans. Ah, comedy can on the table. Sploosh. I squish the can. Comedy juice is everywhere now. Everything's funny again. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's funnier than forced comedy. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy 
jokes and stuff. Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel weird. Oh, why? <laughs> We're in the forced comedy corner. That's why. Da! <laughs> How are we gonna decide this one, Donna? Oh my gosh. Huh? What are we gonna do? I think we should call somebody up. Call somebody? Yeah. Who are we gonna call? I've got it. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Uh, hello? Hey, we're here on the bargain den. We're trying to figure out if this is a frugal movie. <laughs> Well, I'm forced comedy Dave. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm, I will always get forced in this situation that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> so it makes sense I'd be on this podcast. <laughs> well, what, what do you think? Haven't, haven't you always wanted to be on the bargain? No. <laughs> Never. I don't want to be a part of anything. All right. Well, forced comedy Dave. Um, <laughs> We've just yeah. watched 1979. Oh, the I've jerk. never seen. Oh, the jerk from 1979 oh. with Steve Martin in it. Okay, yeah, oh, I'm familiar. We're, we're, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> we're trying to decide if it's frugal or not. Oh, come on, Force Comedy Day. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together, man. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, what do what you, what you, what you, what you, what's the Mariah got? Uh, 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 click. Oh. What happened? He hung up. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, he kind of said yeah and then murmured a lot and mumbled and then hung up. I don't know. He seemed very forced. Oh, well. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I have another forced comedy friend. Let me call them up. Bring, 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 bring. <laughs> bring, 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 bring. Bring, bring. I hope they answer. Bring, 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 bring. Bring, 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 bring. Bring, 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 bring. Click. You've reached the answering machine. Please We've already done message. this joke. No, no. The forced comedy corner has forced us into comedy. We've already comedied. <laughs> I think it's frugal. You think it's frugal? I think it is. Yeah, frugal movie. It's frugal. The jerk is frugal. They invested in cocoa and soybeans. <laughs> Which may not be a good bit of advice for current times, but... Yeah, there's a good chance those will go extinct, but... Well, yeah, that... Cocoa, anyway. With that and other things. Um... What? <laughs> okay, again, we're gonna go back. Again, must <laughs> The comedy barometer is about to draw. No, I want to know. I'm curious. Why well, is that there's all bad? the tariffs and stuff going on, and, and that's a big export for us is soybeans, and so there's concerns about the farmers here. Yeah, but that's affecting all the stocks. Mm, true, but primarily agriculture, because mm. that's a big export for the United States. But industry as well. Oh. And then the comedy died. Oh, no. It's oh. dead. It's last breaths. Oh, goodbye, comedy. <laughs> Our cat is looking mournfully out the window. Comedy, where did you go? <laughs> where did the comedy go? Hello, comedy, my old friend. <laughs> All right, well, okay, it's a frugal movie. Congratulations, The Jerk. The Jerk. Our CEC has provided. 
Oh, wonderful. Thank you, CEC Clancy. Oh, that would be the CECC. CECC. All right, you're wrapping it up? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, well, thank you everybody so much for listening to The Bargain Den uh, and our squeaky, squeaky chairs. Maybe we'll get that fixed someday. Eh. Eh. <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate all the, the, the support. <laughs> yes. And looks like Quentin's still remaining the bargain heir. Yay, Quentin. Yay, Quentin. Somebody dethrone him. Gosh he, dang it. He's getting, he's getting very demanding. <laughs> he's starting to demand things of us. I don't know why Donna put on that voice. And now I have as well. <laughs> but he's becoming an untyrant. A tyrant ruler. Uh, untyrant will be a good thing, I guess. He's becoming a tyrant. Make him an untyrant. Make him an untyrant. Dethrone him. We must do that. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Bargain Den. Thank this, you to the Lounge Kittens. Thank you to the Lounge Kittens for our intro and outro song. Their cover of Dirty Deeds by ACDC. Very wonderful trio. Listen to their stuff. Thank you to Sarah Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy that my voice is supposed to be gravelly and apparently yours has become a bit of a... a bit of a, It's like a wrestler. Oh, is it a wrestler that you're doing? Thank you, Sarah Anastasia. Oh my God. Comedy has revitalized. It's back. We found it again. Thanks for doing our cover art. Yes, thank you, Sarah. We very much enjoy the cover art. And it's been wonderful. I can't keep an accent. I know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now that comedy's back in the room. Uh, what else do we have to thank? Oh, thank you, Anchor. Anchor.fm for being our host site. They are very wonderful. They distribute our podcast to different podcast networks. Please. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and many others. Everything pretty much but Stitcher. Stitcher, the fuck is going on with you? Dang Stitcher. Dang Stitcher. Dang Stitcher. Who else do we gotta thank? <laughs> I'm so scared of your character. <laughs> I don't know how to take it. Yours is really calm, like an announcer. I know. That's kind of what I thought we would be going for. <laughs> but apparently not. Um, Thank you for listening! Oh, gosh. You're so scary. <laughs> I don't know how to take this. I feel like there's something else we're supposed to be saying here. Oh, yeah. Leave us a review anywhere. Or like Seriously, us. be the next bargainer. Hey, yeah, you're pretty much hitting that wrestler voice. I kind of enjoy it now. I've got, I got it. Thanks, I'm going into the flow. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right, you lost it again. Anyway, I'm I have wrestling to... with myself. Oh, yeah. There's some other podcasts that you should listen to. Check out For the Love of Pixels. Yeah. And? It's about video games. Oh, yeah. Brandon does it with Nikki. They're yeah. really cool. It's hilarious. Check it out. Oh, you've On lost Anchor. The... You've lost the voice again. <laughs> You can also listen to My Dad Steve. You're a completely different person now. <laughs> now you're selling me like OxyClean. That's because we're selling podcasts. Oh. They're free. Go ahead and listen to My Dad Steve on Anchor Only. It's got Brandon and Chandler talking about their dad Steve's with their dads. Yeah. You can also listen to Da Bad Music. It's a music podcast where three cousins review music together. It's funny, it's sweet, it'll blow your music mind. I'm so <laughs> Consistency is a very key point here at the Bargain Den. Are we missing anything else today? Also listen to Double Issue, 
It's Quentin's podcast. So as the bargainer, I feel as though we should mention his podcast. Privilege of the, the bargainer. Pr- That's position. a pretty sweet perk. Yeah, I agree. He has a podcast that he does with his buddy Daniel called Double Issue, where they write stories and bring on guests to, to world build, and, and, and then they kind of write stories in, in, a, in a universe. And it's very cool, very high fantasy and, and, and low fantasy and mid-range fantasy. Highs, lows, and mids? What else could you ask for? I need to get off this podcast right now because <laughs> I don't want to be in, in the presence of announcer Donna any longer. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We'll I'm be, Donna. I'm Brandon. I was, was going to say, we'll be back next week. We will. On Tuesdays. <laughs> on Tuesdays. On Anchor.fm. And wherever podcasts are. Thank you for Except listening. Except for Stitcher. Except for Stitcher. Thank you for listening. Remember to pinch those pennies. And stay